Thank you for tuning in to Naptime Lessonettes. I hope you find this podcast encouraging in your own personal walk with Christ. And please join me in praying that we see many souls saved as a result of this ministry. And remember, every day is a blessing. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Naptime Lessonettes. I am your host, Juliana. And I don't know about y'all, but it's been a lay around and relax kind of day for me. I did a lot yesterday and it just took all the energy out of me for today. I'm not even recording this at nap time like I normally would. Today's lessonette is a bedtime lessonette, for me anyway. (laughs) But today's devotion, if you've read the title, is about the scorner. So yesterday evening, I got the chance to witness to quite a few people. But this one woman in particular had such a guard up and I wish I could have talked to her for longer, but... I'm not sure it would have led much further, honestly. But I thought about it all night and and maybe the things I could have said that I didn't say or the things I maybe said that could have rubbed her the wrong way. I even tried to just leave the conversation and offered her my podcast to listen to if she wanted to, but she didn't even want the name of it. And every chance I felt like there was some breakthrough, she would just start to shake her head and and presume to tell me all the things I believe, which couldn't have been further from the truth, and that just because I believe in something doesn't make someone who believes differently wrong, and lots of other things. But I prayed for that woman most of the night. And then God brought me some peace. And I remembered a lesson I heard about the scorner once. So let's dive into that. Firstly, what is a scorner? Well, by definition, it is an arrogant and opinionated person who resents correction, despises authority, or shows contempt for those trying to teach or warn them. And I know I'm taking a big risk at sounding very judgmental in today's podcast, but but don't get me wrong, I still hug this person and love this person and have been praying for this person, but... I do believe this woman I talked to fits the bill. And so what does the Bible say about the scorner? All throughout Proverbs, there are many warnings about the scorner, but just to name a few, um, let's go to Proverbs 15 and verse 12. And it says, A scorner loveth not one that reproveth him, neither will he go unto the wise. So just bear in mind that sometimes when you are out and you try to witness to someone, the whole conversation can quickly change the moment you tell someone they are a sinner. And if you are a soul winner, you know the way for someone to acknowledge that they need a savior, they have to first know that they are lost. And of course, there are many approaches you can take. And I simply like to ask someone if they've ever sinned. And sometimes people are receptive to that and realize their need. And sometimes, especially for the scorner, they do not want to hear it. They no longer like you at that point and they will either shut you out or go out of their way to try to break you down. So what else does the Bible say about the scorner? If you go to Proverbs uh, 14 and verse 6, it says, A scorner seeketh wisdom and findeth it not. But knowledge is easy unto him that understandeth. So right there, they they might have a desire to know the truth, but it's not something they want to hear. And they will deny, 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 and they will not find the wisdom they're looking for because they refuse to accept that their own ideas are wrong. Well, Juliana, what makes you think that? Well, if you turn to another place in Proverbs, um, chapter 21, 
and verse 24. It says, Proud and haughty, scorner is his name, who dealeth in proud wrath. So, it tells you that the scorner is proud. That's what it boils down to. They are prideful people. And I'm not saying I have not had my own bouts with pride because I assure you I have. But the scorner has the hardest time humbling themselves because they are consumed in this pride. And not only are they prideful, but the Bible says they are haughty as well. Which by definition means they are arrogantly superior and disdainful. So now that we have a good picture of how a scorner acts, and and you may have a couple people in mind you are thinking of, what is the whole point in talking about this? Well, let's turn to one more place in Proverbs. In chapter 22 and verse 10, it'll be the last place I read. It says, Cast out the scorner, and contention shall go out. Yea, strife and reproach shall cease. I think as a soul winner, it's important to remember you can't win them all. Particularly, though, when you are dealing with a scorner, the Bible says to cast them out. Unfortunately, the more you are invested into their lives, the more you are only hurting yourself. Specifically, you are bringing contention, strife, and reproach into your life. So I just want to encourage my friends who are soul winners today that it's okay to let go sometimes and to cast them out and put them in God's hands. As long as you do your part and you tell them, what someone does with the gospel is not on you. God sees your efforts, but he never asked you to save anyone. Jesus is the only one who saves. So don't hold on to all the ones you couldn't lead to the Lord. Pray for them and move on. Because if you allow that person to harbor in your heart and cloud your mind worrying about them, it's only going to bring you contention, strife, and reproach. There is always another soul in need right around the corner. So I would just like to leave you today with a prayer for all my soul winning friends out there. I'm sure you can relate a lot to the story I've told about the woman today. Um, So let's just bow our heads. Lord, I just want to thank you for the opportunity that you always give me to witness. And the Lord, the Bible says to cast the scorner out and to help us to be more mindful and, and have wisdom and who those people might be and to not let it cloud our thinking and our hearts, Lord, and let it consume us. Lord, help us to remember to give them to you. As long as we do our part, Lord, we know that you are faithful to do yours. And I just pray for all the soul winners out there that you fill them with your wisdom, Lord. And you give them the words to say and the Bible verses to use to be able to witness and to lead more souls to the Lord, to you, God. Thank you, Lord, for sending Jesus to die for our sins. Thank you for my salvation. Thank you for this podcast, Lord, and I pray that it reaches souls everywhere. Just thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hi, guys. My ultimate hope is through this podcast, if you haven't already, 
that you come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. If you aren't sure what that means, allow me to ask you a simple question. Do you know for sure if you died today that you would go to heaven? If that answer is anything other than yes, then I can tell you how to know for sure. First, we have to recognize that heaven is a perfect place. And since we are not perfect, we can't go or it would no longer be perfect. The reason we are not perfect is because we are born into sin. The Bible tells us all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And if we die in our sin, the wages of sin is death. That death means not just your physical death, but eternity and death and hell. But God sent his son to be born of a virgin and live a sinless life and to die on a cross to be the payment for our sin. That son is Jesus. He died on the cross and was buried and three days later rose again. And if you believe that and ask Jesus to come into your heart and be your personal savior, then when you die, you will be with him in heaven because your sin is covered by his blood. So if you believe that, then there's only one more step to know for sure that you would go to heaven. In Romans, the Bible tells us that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you are ready, you can bow your head and I can lead you through a prayer to ask Jesus to be your Savior right where you're at. Just repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner. Please forgive me of my sin. I believe you died on the cross for me and was buried and rose again. Please come into my heart and save my soul and take me to heaven when I die. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. And help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer today, then you are now a child of God. Nothing you do or say or anything else can ever take that away from you. If you can, please leave a comment on our Facebook page if you got saved, so that I and others can be praying for you in your continued walk with Christ. And remember, every day is a blessing.